You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 47, Babies in Hell. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is produced by speaking into microphones. My name is Jim Purcell. (laughs) I'm Raven Perez. And it's uh, back again for a new episode with me and Raven alone again. (laughs) Our sadness is eternal. Craig, if you're out there. Alone forever. (laughs) Forever alone. It's okay. We like us and our moms like us. (sighs) Sometimes. (laughs) Your mom likes me. Oh, dog whistle. Are you my dad? No, I got hope not. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I was really hoping to make a breakthrough. That's why I started this show in the first place. To find your dad? No, because you're, you're always hanging out with my mom. Oh. So, <laughs> just thought to re- to connect. <laughs> oh, God. Brought this narrative into the ground. It's okay. In an alternate universe, it's a reality, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> the confluence of events to make that occur. <laughs> so I, I think, uh, shall we, uh, with what with, with what few listeners remain, shall we dip into some news? We got a media, can I just say, we got a media episode. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. The problem The problem is we had a spawn issue come out before the Savage Dragon issue, so then the Savage, the, then the Savage Dragon issue came out, and since then the next spawn issue's come out, so... Hey, you know, got a bit to talk about. We got this fucking dynamo cranking out like two books a month. Yeah, and he's like, it ain't no thing. I just put lines on paper. <laughs> and and for one, for I, it's I don't know. It's crazy. It's funny. Sometimes you think it's like we're uh, having a hard time keeping up with the one book a month, let alone like Spawn coming out like two times in one month. This and- may not end for a while. It's good. I'm, it's cool. I'm down with it. So, yeah, it's a super meaty show. We got three issues of comics. It's the Savage Spawn cast. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking we could, if we, if we play our cards right, I could see a Jim Purcell McFarlane toy. We should ride this Spawn wave and grab their fan base while no. we can. He did discuss the new movie recently. Which new movie? Spawn. Spawn's getting a new movie? Sure. Really? Am I dipping into news? I'm not. I have. Sorry, I haven't heard this news. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess I. It was trending actually on Facebook today. McFarlane's giving it the treatment, and it's a, apparently a thing that's gonna happen. And yeah. Are they, any, any details at all, or is it still like he's just pushing it in Hollywood somewhere? Um, like, is it gonna be animated, live action, that sort of thing? I would imagine that probably it's going to be live action CG, but I have no idea. I, I do know that when you're saying like Spawn movie, seeing as how like the animated stuff tended to be on just TV. Yeah. Like, you know, Sam and Twitch and all that good stuff. Mm. I mean, I guess this has to be a movie. So yeah. the time's right for a new movie. Sam and, you know, Sam and Twitch had its own TV show. 
Didn't it? Did I just say you, a lie? You may be correct because I have vague memories of some of such, but I've, I've never I've never seen it, and I have never heard reference to it. It's so rough. We need a spawn head. We need, even if we just have like I thought I got a buddy that's a spawn head. I thought even if it's just for a finisode, I need to drag that spawn head in on here. Yeah, answer all of our questions like, <laughs> where's the baby? Yeah, who, who, whose baby is that? What's up with that? What's going on? I want to know where that big boot come from. And thank God it's gone. Gauntlet. Where, when did get the gun? When did get the sword? When did the, the, the spawn tongue come from? I mean, the venom tongue come from? Venom mouth. Venom mouth. Yeah. These are things I want to know. I imagine if you go back to resurrection, it makes more sense. <sighs> I'm okay not it's knowing. Only like, it, but... it, it, fortunately, it's only like six issues behind, uh, uh, in front of the, the, the Eric Larson arc. So it's not too hard to get caught up. It's just I don't really want to. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. If you're out there and you're a spawn head and you want to come on and get your brain picked a bit, we would love to have you. If it's not for a fincast proper, we'll do a finisode. We'll do something quick and small, whatever. But it would be fun to just pick a spawn head's brain for a minute. Is that what they're, is that what they're known as, spawn heads? No, I'm just... Oh. <laughs> you know we got like fin heads? It would be like, like spawners, spawnies. Sp- spoon? <laughs> Spams. I, I don't know. I don't know. What would you call the spawns? Spawns. Well, I guess legion? it would just be spawns. Spawns for spawn. Pawns. <laughs> if you if this... you know what spawn fans are called, please write us at <laughs> savagefincast at gmail.com. <laughs> what is a spawn fan? <laughs> Where do they live? What do they like? <laughs> Probably changing the swords, mostly. You know, this is terrible, because it's like, you know, like if a spawn fan ever, like, wandered our way, huh, I guess I'll listen to this. They're probably like, God damn. Just like spitting in their mouth. Like, ah, can't stand their ignorance. Yeah. Willful ignorance. <laughs> so let's get into our real news. Real news. Sorry for the fakes. Sorry for the spawn fake news. It was real. It was trending on Facebook. I just didn't have a chance to get it. We'll, we'll talk about it when more details come out. Take it away with Article A. Article A is uh, Ant invades Spawn and Savage Dragon with an un... Well, not so much unexpected, but surprising appearance of, of, of a predominant appearance of Ant uh, yeah. on the covers of Spawn 265, 266, and Savage Dragon 216. Ant is featured predominantly, uh, in the, in, and this is going to be her major re, her her major reintroduction by Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric has stated on Facebook that the character introduced here uh, will then be ready for her own title. Of which there is no timeline for, because <laughs> let's let's hope it actually leads to something, but and 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 doesn't just get left hanging. But I I find it fascinating that her first reappearance will be in the Spawn book, uh, by order of covers. I love it. And then she's gonna make an appearance in Dragon. Well, you got to think. I mean, let's like, what little let's do a little tiny bit of detective work. I mean, you see Spawn and. And uh, Ant. Ant in a sewer. And then Malcolm and Ant both in the sewer. And Malcolm and Ant also in a sewer. So, yeah. So to me, it says there's a little bit of an unofficial crossover there where Ant's, you know, story is basically across the two books. Yeah. Yeah, might. And then I, I wonder if there'll be like independent appearances or like direct continuation. I would love a direct continuation. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, that would be awesome. If the timing's right, that would be the best. Like if both those books hit, I'm reading them both anyway. Just read like one giant ant story. Yeah. And then, of course, in, on the cover of 266, Malcolm, Spawn, and Ant are on the cover. So it all would kind of come together in that issue. I gotta say, I am fucking jazzed for this ant. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm still sort of lukewarm indifferent about it. I mean, I I don't have any opinion on Ant whatsoever. Me either. But I'm not even sure if I like her look, like Eric seems to, as I just kind of see her as naked woman with carnage skin. I like her look. I, I really do like the costume. I don't know shit else about her. I mean, everything I've ever heard sounds right. like, huh. Yeah. Apparently, like, the first arc, she was, like, the dream character of a girl. And, like, that was Eric's problem with it is that there weren't any stakes because it was all in, a, in her dreams. I, I have no idea how she was, like, reinvented for the next series because I know she kind of was retooled. Uh-huh. But I have no idea what the circumstances there were. I kind of want to see her as, like, a Shazam-type character where she's a little girl. Who becomes this ant character? Oof, not me. No? Because here's the thing. Oh, shit, I don't... because that's like Mighty Man, ain't it? Well, not only that, but I don't know why it works different for the boy where the little boy becomes the big muscly man and it's okay. Yeah. But if a little girl becomes like a sexy like woman character, it's just weird to me. Well, not if she's got, actually got like gross carapace. Oh, really? It's not, <laughs> think... not a costume. That's like her skin. That's her Oh. I thought it was like I don't know I I don't know okay that's that's what I'm saying Ant free okay I know this is gonna sound hilarious but almost everything I know about Ant is just these really gratuitous ass shots yeah it's mostly ass ass it's like she's like the ass original ass character which is cool I'm okay with that but it's like it's funny because like to think of a kid being like Shazam wow <laughs> look at my ass it's like that's just so I don't know it doesn't it's weird to me. Because we would have to, I guess, fundamentally change. I know this sounds weird from someone who's so okay with sexiness, because I'm super okay with it. But I'm saying, to me, Ant is just an inherently sexy character. You don't think Captain Marvel has a big anaconda in his pants? <laughs> I mean, he might. But, <laughs> again, you got a baby becoming <laughs> Mr... Okay, I, and oh, I, I don't know. You're blowing my mind, Purcell. You're blowing. <laughs> you you wipe my mind with the anaconda in his pants bullshit. <laughs> I it's weird to me. I hope the character goes another direction. I hope she's just that like almost like Witchblade, where she's an adult, <laughs> she's a normal person, and like the ant powers are a thing she can I don't know put on, summon, access, whatever. You want it to be magical? I not it doesn't have to be magical, but it could be you know something along those lines. I don't know. It's, I, like I said, I don't have enough background on her to make a, a even a guesstimate of what her actual origin is. Okay. I'm just making up. I'm just doing like theory craft into my head. If I was doing it, uh, you know what I think is awesome is uh, Ant would actually be. Uh, the third African-American character that Eric's working on, if you count Al Simmons. Oh, good point. I had not Malcolm, realized that was a factor. Uh, uh, Malcolm, Al Simmons, Ant. I'm just saying, like, 
very quickly he's he's because he's got all these you know people are complaining about diversity and it's like every single character he's working on like his mains are all like every, every single one of them so it's like come on guys like read these books yeah stop bitching read these books Careful here they are, are. So that's I, think fucking in, awesome. I think in that case they need to like show that aspect of ant off more just to, just to establish it <laughs> I think you'll get it. I mean, I think because I mean, obviously, she's not going to be in her costume all the time. So I think you'll get it. I think that should be in there. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I for some reason, I guess it's to me because, like I said, she's a newish character. I mean, it might as well just be new to right, me. Right. So to me, it's just cool to see Eric have another character that he's excited about enough to try and like push, push. for books. push for SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, like for instance, nobody's seeing. Obviously, he loves Flash Mercury, and he loves like fucking Captain Marvel and stuff. But it's like have Flash Mercury bend over with his bulbous ass. <laughs> well, let me just say, you're not seeing Super Patriot in Spawn. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Seeing it kind of where I'm going with that is it like like ants getting a push? Right. So it's it is kind of, it is kind of weird how what who is essentially a nobody is getting like cover like space with like the, the heroes. Like, cool. like he's treating her like she's a big deal. Uh, you know, that's the quickest way to become. Look at it. Work for Invincible. True enough. <laughs> you see Invincible side by side with like Spawn and Savage Dragon. He was a nobody. Look at him now. Starring in cell phone games. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a big deal. All right. Uh, so what's our next bit of news? Our next bit of news is an Incredibly odd nugget indeed. Um, there's this free comic book day crossover comic experiment. Uh, it's coming out. The creative team is Ryan Brown, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, Luke Smordo of Four Stars Studio. They're going to be making their own free comic book day. It's going to be available May 7th. It's only going to be available at Challengers Comics and Conversation Comic Books in Chicago. And it is called 3D Cowboys Cosmic Convict Challenge Errs. So this isn't even available through regular free comic book day? The, as, as lore has it, according to uh, lore, a.k.a. comicbook.com, Bleeding Cool or whatever, uh, no. They, they wanted to do it as a free comic book day thing. Apparently, somehow it didn't happen, but they're doing it anyway. Oh, I, I, I had been assuming this was Images free comic book day. No, because some of the characters that are in it uh, come from non-image titles. Yeah, but Even though they're, all, a whole... they're all independent characters. Though. All indies, yeah. Um, I, know, the cast... I know specifically, like, Hellboy's in it. Uh, yeah, there you go. You got, like, Dark Horse. Molly Danger, I'm pretty sure, is Action Lab. Jeffrey Brown is just his own auto-bio comics. Yeah. Like, you know, so uh, just to run down the list of characters, because it's so crazy, like... Um, you got characters from Revival, Hack Slash, Battle Pug, God Hates Astronauts, uh, Hellboy, Savage Dragon, of course, Mwah. Love Bunny and Mr. Hell, Colt Noble and the Megalords, Roberto Fantasma, Nameless, which was from Image. Craig liked it a lot. I hated it. Thought it sucked. Officer Down, Clumsy, The Wretch, Mythic, Brobots, Molly Danger, Hamster Rage, and Jeffrey Brown. That is crazy as shit. Love Bunny and Mr. Hell still around? I don't think that they are, but I know, Corey, I know Corey Hampshire. Right, of course. Did some Love Bunny and Mr. Hell. I don't know if those are his characters or if he was just an artist on Nameless it. Nameless was that Rick Remender series, right? Or no, no. was it uh, Grant, 
Grant Morrison, and um, you had uh, oh god, who's the artist? It was the one with the astronauts with the painted suits on the cover. Yes. Okay. And uh, if you remember, me and Craig had a back and forth about it because it has like all kind. It really like works super heavy on gross out imagery. Oh. And I know that it's so weird that I should love. Says the creator of Raven's Dojo. Chris Burnham. Chris Burnham draws it. Well, the art wasn't the problem. It was that I didn't like the story. Yeah. The art was beautiful. I mean, the art was like flawless. The story was kind of P.U. I, I just didn't like that story. And I like Grant Morrison. So there you go. Like, I love the creative team. This is, and This is a kind of a funny, eclectic mix of stuff. Um, do you recall a few years ago, there was like this big cross, big deal made about this like crossover comic with like all these like independent characters uh, wasn't it even called like Battle of the Indies something or something like that? And Dragon was involved in it briefly until Eric decided to pull his character out of it because it became like a huge mess. Yeah, and like only two issues ever came out, and mm-hmm. it, you know it wasn't good at all. <laughs> but but that's this kind of sounds like the good version of that. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, it's so funny you should say that. When I was looking at all those characters, I was like, it's almost like someone got that Battle of the Indies to be a thing. Yeah. You know what it takes? It takes, like, if you look, a lot of these characters have, like, crossover talent. Like, Nameless and Officer Down were both done by, like, Chris Burnham, who Burnham clearly likes Savage Dragon. So you got kind of a, and clearly Hellboy and, you know, Larson are okay. There's a kind of, like, a friend thing here a lot of image connection do we know if it's dragon or malcolm it's malcolm okay yeah you got uh fucking hack i mean hack slash uh god hates astronauts like a lot of those are image titles i never really understood hack slash it was like a slasher supernatural story of some sort right father daughter so hack and slash respectively oh and they are serial killer killers oh okay uh, I know it's been, around, my, it's been around for a long time. I always hear about yes. it, but I've never read it. To my understanding, that's what it is. And, and I mix it up uh, with Doc Hack a lot. <laughs> I think those are really different. Those are really, I, really different. <laughs> I think those are really different. What's funny is Molly Danger. Uh, I like know the. I've been watching the guy as he like created that. He's like a. I feel like so lame. Acquaintance is a better word because, like, I know, like, seen Jamal, we're Facebook friends, but, like, we don't super talk all the time or whatever. I just respect the fact that he's out there fucking doing it. And Molly Danger is just so weird, like, for this mix of characters. Like, she's a little girl power girl. Like, she's a super powered little girl. Yeah. And she's meant to be, like, inspiring for little girls, like, to be a positive, like, hero role it's just so different than all the other characters like you've got nameless where like they're going on a a meteorite and like having hallucinations that like they're rotting alive and getting eaten by cannibals and then there's molly danger it's so weird i like it i'm excited i if i can get my hands on this interesting book to look at if it ever you know becomes available and uh there's some preview art out there and you can see Malcolm and Hellboy fused at the shoulder which is weird for a lot of reasons and awesome cuz the last time I checked Hellboy's still in hell <laughs> there was uh there was the one savage uh, fincast listener who told me he was like uh god hates astronauts is just pure insanity he's like it's absolute comedy gold like so oh god hates astronauts yeah that's it's got like a I, I, I think I read the first issue. It's got like a whole thing about gods, like like um, 
like God's room. No, no, you know what? I can't tell you what it's about because it's been a long. Oh, I just realized Battle Pug's involved in this. I love Battle Pug. <laughs> Battle Pug is an incredibly popular comic. I've not read it, but the art is gorgeous. It is it's like Conan the Barbarian riding a giant pug. Mm, that that is There's... that is the that is the quickest way to explain it. I'm just saying everything about this seems kick ass. I would love to get my hands on it. This looks awesome. Awesome as shit. Yeah, but God God hates astronauts looks absolutely wild and crazy. It reminds well not really Jersey Gods, but um the other one, uh the other one. I know there's a character King Tiger eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. And that's his name. I'm just saying that's fa- it tells you everything. It's on my to read list big time. It definitely looks good. I know the art looks great. Oh, the art looks good. The weirdo comedy's right up my alley. Like, it's, I don't know, been dying to read it. Just money. <laughs> Hell, I've had money to read all the things I want. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our news uh, as far as we've got, uh, as far as that is. Um, we have a interesting conversation just tailor-made for Jim. For me, personally. Taylor, I, in fact. I better get this out of the way because it's one of these, uh, you're going to get to it eventually. We're going to break – here's the thing. We're going to break protocol and let Jim go bananas on this because this one's him. It's got him wrote all over it. He's been waiting for this question. <laughs> yes. With with bated breath. I always, I, said, wait, I always wait for this question. I said, Jim, what's with all those worms in your mouth? And he says, I got bated breath. Nice. <laughs> do you want me – since this is directed at you, do you want me to read this letter? Yes. I, I, you I, can answer? I do. I want you to read this letter. I will read this letter. This is from our man, Sotiris Gravis. Who has written several times in the past. I love his uh, normal, like, extremely, like, detailed, like, very verbose form of writing. He's thrown us a bone this time, and he's made it a lot more down to earth. English. Thank you. Now, it's cool, though. We like them both. But uh, he says, Fincast crew, greetings, gentlemen. Sup? I'm listening to your podcast as we speak. Be forewarned, this is my attempt at a more sedate, less crazy letter than I normally send in. I submit that your Fincast Fellowship might consider drawing comparisons between the tough-as-nails Judge Dredd and Savage Dragon as part of your Finteresting Conversations, where Jim Purcell formally declares who he thinks is a cooler character. It's interesting how they've both been allowed to age. Dread ages in real time as well, now in his mid-70s if you can believe it, and still going strong. The major difference, whoa, I think Craig just did a line of blow there that scared the shit out of me, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Where was I? Oh, yeah. The major difference which separates these two characters is that Dragon would take down villains even when he wasn't a cop. Not the case for Dredd, who doesn't concern himself with crime when denied his official capacity as a judge. With regard to his function in life, Dredd was literally to the manner born. Conversely, Dragon's birthright was never one of justice, as per the persona non grata of Emperor Kerr. I would... I would be cool to see, <laughs> oh, you fucked up, you fucked up so bad, you, you got egg on my face. No, it would be cool to see a one-shot where Dragon the Convict gets hunted down by Dread. At least we got to see a two-issue crossover involving Dragon and Martial Law back in the day via Green versus Gangrene. And, well, 
That's all for now. Adios, amigos. Sincerely, Sotiris Gravis. P.S. It's a shame Savage Dragon and Martial Law never got the movie treatment, even though screenplays have been written for both, whereas Judge Dredd has two movies under his belt. Technically, there was a Martial Law film starring Jimmy Smith that had nothing to do with the comic, and at least Malcolm had a sex tape for a while. That's got to count for something, I guess. P.P.S. Hope you guys check out the new ultra-violent Deadpool movie, Dread and Martial Law Would Approve. Jim? Whoa, that's a lot of words. Take it away. Well, for one, I don't like Deadpool very much, so I'm not likely to watch Deadpool anytime <laughs> soon. All right. I think he's a horrible character. All for right. For a whole variety of reasons. But, but seriously, though, a lot of people draw the immediate comparison between Dread and Dragon mm-hmm. in, in the in the law enforcement capacity. That's obvious. That's the connection. That's not why I draw the parallel between these characters so strongly. Okay. They're both action heroes Mm -hmm. uh, that are long running, run in real time, Mm -hmm. um, and both of their characters are basically completely ruthless. Okay. And both are seeped in a hint of humor, (laughs) as well, mostly the dark variety. Okay. Um... Also, both have, uh, in their long runs, have huge rogues galleries, okay. of which there are massive body counts throughout his throughout its run. Uh, Dread is a Dread is another character who has a tendency to kill his opponents more often than not. Mm-hmm. And the, then the and, and 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 as wild and crazy as 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 Dragon Chicago is, and it, with his vicious circle goons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It ain't got a patch on Mega City One and its Denzins. <laughs> Even the normal people in Mega City are kind of all fucking psychos. Basically, every single person in Mega City One is a psychopath waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, ever everyone's on edge because when you live in a massive city where welfare is affecting ninety nine percent of the population, boredom okay. leads to all kinds of nightmares. <laughs> Um, and D- Dark Lord ain't got nothing on Judge Death, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Thrown down. Yeah. Um, my, what's the other major comparison? Well, Dragon, of course, has the singular vision where Dread has, you know, an eclectic mix of creators where there is one primary creator in that J- John Wagner primarily has guided Dread to be the character he is today. Okay. Uh, he continues to write him even up to now. Okay. Although there's a lot of rumblings that perhaps he'll be retiring soon and finally passing the torch uh, officially. Although Wouldn't it's it in very good. If Larson made that his third book. What? A dra- like Judge <laughs> Dredd? Jesus. <laughs> I'd lo- I still want to get him to draw Dredd someday. I'll, I'll make it mm-hmm. happen someday. <laughs> money. Yeah, money. Money. <laughs> I got to get to cons. It's got to get to cons, money. Cons and money. Um, Personality-wise, Dragon's more of a... He's more of a loose cannon, mm-hmm. you know, cop on the edge. Right. Dread is Hard. Dread is definitely more of a by the books kind of guy. He, but he's not as much of a. He's a hard ass. He's a killer, mm-hmm. but he generally falls on the side of right more often than not. See, Judge Judge Dread himself, his whole gimmick is well, it's not his gimmick. His whole. <sighs> I can go and talk about Judge Dread all day, but the point is, the point is, Dread does. J- Dread judges everyone equally. He's not a fascist because he is not. He he does not single out any single you know group. 
mm-hmm. is equally tough on absolutely everyone, most importantly himself. Okay. See, Dread, I would trust the fate of the world to Dread before I trusted the dragon. Because Dragon is a known fuck-up. I famously remember once you finished your Dragon run, Yeah, you were like, so what do you think? And you were like, he's a fuck-up! Yeah, <laughs> the world's a lot safer with him in a, in a jail cell. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, if for my dream Judge Dread Dragon story, I'd have a really simple setup with just Dragon, not Malcolm. Well, you could do it with Malcolm too, but I, I really want to have it be Dragon just just because I'm I'm an old man set in my ways. Oh. I'm afraid, but I want I, I would want Dragon to like just you know in a Rex Dexter device just drop into Mega City One's future, just plop, sure. and he's all confused and the oh no, I'm in the future. And see, in the future, Mega City One, it's kind of illegal to be a green fin headed freak. You know, really, just in general. Okay. Un- unregistered. <laughs> so Unregistered. that immediately causes conflict, which, of course, drag Dragon's the kind of person who would resist local law enforcement that came sure. up, especially if it comes in, like, hard, like Justice Department does. Okay. And so he'd resist, and that immediately is another crime on top of his other crimes. And basically, <laughs> I'd have Dragon stumble around just committing minor and major felonies constantly. Uh-huh. Until Dreads finally dropped on top of him and hits him with a few high X rounds to blow a few parts off of him, right? And then I'd have him read him. I'd have him sentence him to life in life in ISO Cube, and then I'd have him just be whisked back home to his his, his native time in in, in in current day Chicago. Okay. And that if he ever goes back, he's got all that time to serve. <laughs> and that's the crossover. Oh yeah. Because they would never get along at all. There'd <laughs> right. never be. They never team up. Dread, Dread could not handle what Dragon is. He's too. He's too is spontaneous. This, is this your movie treatment? Uh, As per his more question? of an eight-page backup. Okay. <laughs> Who's drawing this? Of course, then I can then I can get into my whole amalgam character, Judge Dragon. Who is found well, in a burning field in the far future of Mega City One, brought under the wing of of of. of Frank Fargo to become the future lawman that he needs to protect his world on the edge of nuclear Armageddon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago one. Chicago mega is mega Chicago one. That's right. Mega Cago one. <laughs> With his partner. Um. Oh shit. Well, I had. I, I have. I had. I have all this treatment all written down. <laughs> I need to write this out. You got to man. If you don't write it down, it it doesn't count. Alex hurt. Uh. Yeah. Wait, no. Alex Hershey? Yeah. No, no. Hershey Wilde. That's it. <laughs> As his partner. So I gotta ask you. Yeah. So that's your eight-page backup. Like, who's drawing it? Oh, anybody. Any schmuck I can get off the street. Any, any schmuck. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a pick, it'd be Henry Flint. So I gotta, I gotta drag you into these questions, to these interesting questions. Who's the cooler character? Who's cooler? Dread. Oh yeah. Dread. Dread's cooler. Honestly, Dread's cooler. Dread's cooler for. Sell it. He, Sell it to me. He, he's got a. I don't want to say he has a slicker look because Dragon's pretty classic too, but he's got a. Okay. He's got such a '70s badass like leather and shoulder pads and a big shit about badge. Him. Is he from the 70s? Oh, is Judge Dredd that old? Fuck yeah. 
Oh God! 2008 I didn't know he is idea. celebrating his 40th anniversary this year, and he, he I knew appeared, 2000 he appeared AD in, was old, yeah. but I didn't know he, he appeared was in at it. issue number two. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I mean that's what uh, um, uh, Solaris was saying. Uh, Gravis was saying here is that um, is that Judge Dredd is when he started out, he was like 30 years old, and now what, 40 so, years so later, he's literally 70 years old. But in the future, that's like the new new 40. So it's oh, cool. So. You age slow because of all the future. Because shit. future tech, they put. He's got robot right. eyes now. Most of his. Okay. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he gets patched up an awful lot. And they have like rejuvenation machines and shit. Because okay. it's the future. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, if I can buy a gun with rounds that you can voice command, <laughs> I can buy that. Yeah, he's got all that stuff. No, I think Dredge is cool in a '70s sci-fi way. That that Dragon's cool in like a '70s superhero way, but. I just kind of slide more to the sci-fi end of the spectrum when I when I have a choice. It's cool, baby. I ain't gonna hate. The other thing he said uh, is he said so. You know, he wanted to know who you thought was cooler, and the other thing he really wanted to know was that uh, you know film film treatment. Oh yeah. So like a film crossover, like how would you ever see? I mean, because the thing is, Un- untenable, impossible. You'd never get. Fun. It could never happen. It, it, you. It'd be so difficult. Dragon Dread would both need to be like huge movie stars at this point. Dread film couldn't. Dread film for all its like acclaim couldn't even manage to make enough money to greenlight a sequel. And, I thought and, the sequel was happening. Oh no, the uh, the theater showings were poor. Uh, Blu-ray sales were good. Everyone's basically moved on at this point. It's been like five years. Oh, yeah. Thought, wow. Yeah. I thought Keith Urban. I thought like the chin made it happen. Oh yeah. He wanted. He wants to do it. He's always in for it. But uh, no. We've only got some comic uh, versions, uh, comic sequels that are running in uh, the Judge Dredd, Judge Dread magazine. Garbage doesn't count. Yeah. Throw it. Throw it in the can. It's pretty We're good. Done. It's good. Yeah. I mean, I guess it deals with some of the stuff the movie can't deal with, like mutants and robots and. See, but then it's just the comic again. Well, that's sort of the problem, is that it is just the comic again. I'd rather be reading real Judge Dredd than movie Dredd at that point. Bingo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing is, like, they proposed uh, that Batman 89, where it was, like, a uh, comic book continuation of Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh, 89. And I'm like, I thought you said, I thought you were talking about 66. No, 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 Batman 89. It was a failed proposal. Right. It never happened. But somebody did propose it, and I'm just like, no, you know, at that point, though, you're just reading a comic. Just, like, it's yeah, not- just, just. Just read 90s Batman. It's not special at that point. Yeah, exactly. 90s Batman was Batman Any, Anything written by Alan Grant. It's all good. Well, Who is also a Judge Dredd writer. Judge Dredd. So he wanted to know... He wanted to know if uh, which was cooler. He wanted to know uh, about the film treatment of the two. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you tackled it all. I don't all. really have an opinion on martial law. Um, I... I think Pat Mills can't write himself out of a paper bag. <laughs> Don't hold back, Jim. Don't hold back. And, <laughs> I like And that honestly, crossover. the martial law crossover is a pretty good indication why, because he got so many details of Dragon completely freaking wrong. Yeah, I don't feel like the martial law Dragon felt like Dragon. Yeah, I mean, really. the only great thing about that is just seeing uh, Kevin O'Neill draw Dragon. That's like... Oh, I love that art. That's, gr- that's great. That was a League of Extraordinary Art. <laughs> It was fantastic. He is the league guy, right? He is the league guy, yes. All right, just checking. Yeah. Now, that one more wrote Savage Dragon. Oh, God. He'd change everything, dude. You saw how he handled Spawn. I've, wo- 
I've one condition for writing Savage Dragon. I want to throw everything out. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Did he write Spawn? I meant You Supreme. meant Supreme. I meant Supreme, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Alright, we should move on. It's cool, though. I am glad. I like that interesting conversation. Congratulations, Sotiris. You won the third t-shirt of 2016. Of course, you have your choice between the Sailor Moon design or if you want the Thunderhead bad to the bone design, you may if only choose... you're a choose... pussy. <laughs> well, you can only choose one. So I'm just saying, but you can enter again later on in the year. That's fine. No rules against that. Um, <laughs> email me your shirt size, your color choice, and which choice of shirt you want. And, uh, of course, we always want to hear your interesting conversations, everybody, with whatever questions you want the host to discuss. Uh, that and fan mail. We appreciate that as well. Thank you for your fan mail. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we uh, actually got a lot of, we got a lot of mail this, uh, this, this last episode. So we really appreciate it, guys. We are getting your letters. Yes. We, we're just not having as much time to read them as we usually do, especially with all these spawn issues to get through. If it wasn't a three issue fincast, we might do like another topic and just do like two shirts or something. But like it is just like the craziest cram packed uh, thing. Um, just, you know, send us your topics and your fan mail to savagefincast at gmail.com. Uh, we will hopefully work you into the show just because you don't get used, don't consider yourself, you know, defeated or out try again try a different topic i mean we might even use your topic that you sent a month ago later down the road so i heard somebody tell me they were like oh i give up you know i, I sent the one it's like don't send one send send more than one send whatever just send more so yeah uh awesome sausage um i guess are we gonna jump in on the spawns and then work our way up to savage dragon 212 yeah let's breeze through these spawn issues real quick uh because this, this, um, shoot, uh, what is this? 260. 260 two, and 261. 260 and 261. 260 came out like a, two months ago, so we should probably bang through that real quick. Yeah, and honestly, um, these are action-packed, so there's not a shit ton to say because they're action-heavy, plot-thin, which is fine. And, uh, we're gonna just, uh, blow through them real quick, so... Um, part 260 is part two of Satan Saga Wars, so like the halfway mark. Uh, that's the one with Spawn and Wanda, I mean Al Simmons and Wanda on the cover, you know, where he's saying, don't die. So what I found interesting is that all of the questions we had with clarity as to who was the henchman and who was Satan completely Cle cleared answered. up, yeah. Completely answered. This sequence here could not have made it any more clear. So no thunderhead moments, or no no fountainhead moments for you and me, Jim. We got them. <laughs> I think we finally figured it out by the end. We finally, yeah. but um, I think we did determine that um, his uh, his henchman does look a lot cooler. Oh, much cooler. Uh, Satan's a shapeshifter. Yeah, he's got. He definitely didn't have all these bone accoutrements when he was big. He he. Well, even like throughout this entire thing, like he just well, he continues even into two sixty one. Like he continues to change size and shape. Like he's not bound to one size or even appearance. But the henchman there always has the same look and always has the same speech bubble. Right. And that's your easiest way. Um, again, not a ton of stuff to say. This two-page spread of him blasting the devil away is the bomb. All the action in this is just on point as shit. Oh yeah. 
Um, I'm loving the team up. Uh, fucking, you know, like what I will say, you know, again, we're just sort of, and apologies, we're just sort of blasting through this. But their decision to bone in hell. Not the best. Absolutely bonkers. Poor, poor timing. You gotta give it to Al. I, I, I hate to be this way. Hate to get personal, Finn fans, but I doubt I could uh, get the boner to, uh, you know, owner that, down that, in hell. <laughs> yeah, that, that cape hopefully makes those sharp rocks softer. Yeah. <laughs> Before, of course, that happens, you get to look at uh, Satan's minions there, greed. Uh, I, I gotta deceit. say, I, I like the design on Lust. I think she's got an interesting thing going on with, like, half her face blown off in her big claw hand. Yeah. I, I think, because it was funny, because she looks so different than the other dudes. Yeah, the like, other ones are just kind of, like, dudes. You got the Damonite looking dude, and then here's just this chick in, like, a plaid skirt. Right, it's cool. It is a cool look. I like all these. I feel like Deceit looks a bit like the Disturbed dude. The dude from the cover of the Disturbed album. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, 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 the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you had just had that big-ass grin, it'd be like, there you go. Now, this is cool, though. I love all the little details. Like, if you look like that panel of them walking, like they're walking on a carpet of, like, people. Like, there's just, like, skulls and faces and rib cages and shit. It's awesome. This is an awesome issue. Um, all this hell stuff. I mean, I know he said he was tired of it and couldn't wait till they got out of hell. But <laughs> all this. Eric said that? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, you know, this has been fun and everything, but. <laughs> I can't wait till we're not in hell anymore. And I was like, God, this is it's fucking kicking ass considering that. I don't know. It's good. When it, when the chains are eviscerating deceit. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Is that so awesome? And it's great. Cause they're, they're, they're kind of being used as like a sentry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like autonomous. Don't you wish you had those chains when you were getting it on? Mm, might make things a bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Just the you know shred. Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what do you think he wanted? Like, why would he even say Simmons? It's like, dude, just just blast him. <laughs> you imbecile. Well, I think he was. That's why his hand got on fire. He was gonna blast him, and then he got choked to death and ripped in half. That's good though. Um, I gotta admit. I'm not super up on my spawn stuff, so I'm not sure when, you know, Al's talking about being gone and leaving Earth, I, you know, and the note I think says, that's when he was, quote-unquote, dead? Yeah, it says when Al killed himself, which, if you remember, for Savage Dragon fans, remember when Shadowhawk had the yeah, ability to Yeah, yeah. And, and then when he summons... He had to accidentally the, bring in people, bring in the, 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 uh, the Image United group together. And, like, the last time he did, everyone was fucked up somehow. Yeah, and fucking Al Simmons was dead. Like, Invincible was in the wrong costume. Dragon didn't have any arms. Um, <laughs> Witchblade was in her street, in her work clothes. Uh, and Al Simmons was just a corpse. Yeah, because he'd killed himself, I guess. And that was the thing, is when he showed up dead, I mean, you know, obviously you don't have to know everything. But it is just funny, even what little we know. Uh, as Savage Dragon fans, like it is funny to get that little tie over, you know, just, oh, okay, he killed himself. I didn't know why he was dead, but I guess he, like, killed himself. Well, I knew, I knew there was a new spawn running around because Image United was going on at the time, and the big deal was they were using that new spawn. So I figured when the corpse showed up, it was just, oh, that's what happened to the first spawn. 
But I guess if you're going to talk about plot, like that's when they got Wanda is when Al was gone. So they got one and that's pretty much the end. I mean, like that's the end of the issue. So, I mean, that's bam, 260 down the hatch. Like I said, it's actioning. It's cool. It just flows. It's a fast read. Yeah. I'm cool with it. So, you know, micro impressions, were you, were you was good. feeling that? It looks great. Uh, yeah, you're right. This, this Things just kind of move along in a decent clip. Still the good action. Still the good art. Um, I'm kind of glad that um, McFarlane isn't really, like, overpowering Eric's, like, style. No. I think he, he's actually complimenting it quite well. Oh, the combination is just fantastic. Like, like you said, like... You're absolutely getting Larson in there big time, but like I don't know, just the the little embellishment, the embellishments he brings to it are good. Like like that just before they get it on that that faraway shot, Al, Al's looking really really Eric Larson shorthand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but isn't it great? Like just that little like, just like him and Wanda standing there with the cape all like wrapped around and stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It is. It's very a pick and choose. Like the close up, like that's all McFarlane, like that, that uh, like Al Simmons on the left. Yeah. When like you know Wanda, that's all McFarlane. Is it? And then like you said, oh yeah, just like the face, like look at. Is the he the one face. who does like the do- the doe eyes? Oh yeah. The, do- the, yeah. The, the, the like the really like bright eyes. Yeah, he's always had that look, like his uh, those McFarlane ladies. They always have the big like doe eyes. Yeah, I I think I've always thought. But I don't know, dude. It's good. Uh, like the little demons in the background, but then like the dude getting shredded up by the chains. Like that's just fucking wicked as shit. Mm, it's good. It's pleased. I'm very pleased. Still think the color colorist might be putting a little bit too much blood splatter on. You think? Yeah. I'm a huge fan, as yeah. you know. I mean, it definitely looks like you know good. But um, I, I just think it. I don't know. It, it's just kind of distracting. It's just it, it's not part of the line art, so it, it just mm-hmm. kind of feels like they just threw it on there because I don't know. It is interesting the um, contrast because if you remember, Savage Dragon was uh, had a lot of rendering that was going over the line art and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, this is like the first time we've seen Eric's work, like with a ton of like you know, coloring effects like over the line work and stuff since, you know, he told Nikos to sort of dial it back. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting to see like FCO is like going bananas with like little flame, little embers. Do you, like, do you, do you have a print copy? I do. Um, One thing I really kind of like that I think might be being caused by the backlight of my digital copy is the, the lava all looks really bright. It looks fantastic in print too. Yeah, it looks so good. It looks whatever digital coloring techniques they're using. It just kind of, it definitely, it really makes the the scenery pop and gives everything a really like consistent light source. I have no doubt that the lights look more vibrant on your tablet and stuff. Yeah. but it looks really damn good uh, in print. This uh, FCO was doing Invincible before he moved over to Spawn and stuff. Oh, okay, I can sort. Of, so, I can sort of see that. Yeah, so if you remember, like, he is, uh, from the moment, like, he, I first started reading my Invincible, he has always been able to just, like, do coloring that is, like, fucking absolutely intense I wonder, and super vibrant. He might have done that period I didn't care for the coloring on, but I think it works here. Because um, I mean, Invincible went through a period where everything was all 
friggin' shiny. And <laughs> Maybe it was him. I don't know. I know that this is his thing, like lots and lots and lots. You, like what little coloring I do, I can tell you that like th- this is labor intense. Oh, I can imagine this. This looks like as much work as inking and penciling. It is like that's what I'm saying is like I can't imagine he isn't working every bit as hard as like just these effects like all these damn effects like all the little embers and like you know the, there's a little effect like okay flip to the one where spawn it's post sex and they're flying away from the like you know where he's had sex and like you've got the color holds over it's on the left hand page yeah. And like, you know, Spawn's flying and he's holding Wanda like that. You have to go in and put color over that line work to push it into the distance. Yeah. And it's like a color hold. They call it a guess. And ah, it's just that stuff's hard. It's really like there's so much going on. Like, I don't know. It's it's a third team member. This is absolutely a three man effort. Like this is bananas. It's good. Um, I'm super. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, moving on real quick to 261. Yes, um, part three of four. Part three of four. It's actually surprising how short this is going to end up being. Yeah, um, just considering the, <laughs> what's happening. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he hasn't fought the devil not once. So you'd have thought they would have, you know, blown a bigger, made a bigger to-do about it. But yeah, in and out of hell in four issues. Well, to be fair, Eric is kind of a, a brief sort of writer. And actually a four-issue story arc is pretty big for him. Yeah, that is eating up, like, what, a third of your year? So, yeah, that is pretty huge. This uh, opens with, uh, I mean, oh, my God. You can talk about, like, things that look good. This uh, Let Her Go, just the colors on the blast. It's bananas. <laughs> just, like, all the colors and, like, all that vibrant effect, like, and stuff. It's fantastic. There needs to be some, like, posters of some of this shit. Now that'd be that'd make for a good poster. Make an awesome poster, dude. Yeah, I just kind of like how uh, uh, what is he? Greed fries. Oh, just yeah, completely. Just just bones. <laughs> you thought some of these guys were going to be more badass, and I guess we're learning that lust here. Lust is probably the mo- well, her design is the most interesting. So clearly, she's going to live to return someday. She had a past too, apparently. Again, we don't aren't super amazing Spawn fans. So oh, so she's not new. Not new, but the arm is new. The whole like she's like, oh, you know, I got this new arm after what you did. So it's cool because he's working in some history. Ah, uh, maybe he shot her in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to think it was because I was like lust to have that like ugly hunk of face. It's kind of counter. Yeah, clearly she's been shot through the eye. So if Al Simmons did it, then it would make sense. Shot through the eye, hand ripped off, and replaced. Yeah, I love that he just gets blasted. Blasted into bones. Just the hands holding onto Wanda's arms. This is awesome. This double page spread. Holy shit, dude. It took me a second to realize Spawn got squished under there. They don't, but I do. (laughs) With all his tongues. All the crazy tongues. Like so awesome man i'm telling you this stuff is freaking sick all the little demons i don't know this is just i'm saying like when you're reading this i I would love to know what spawn longtime readers because i just i don't know like when i think of spawn i don't think of like big like two-page splash 
Like, it's not that, like, art on Spawn has ever, ever, ever been bad. Like, they always have amazing artists. But, like, just this giant, like, like action-y type shit. I don't know. It's Larson, man. Digging it. You want to talk about a colorist nightmare? Look at all the textures on the devil. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's like the gag of him punching him and then like, you know, spawn goes up his arm, <laughs> comes out of like a zit, <laughs> like pops out. Like, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. It's that kind of funny, savage dragony type violence, you know, like when he spits a dime through a guy's forehead. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to squish him with your hand. These guys made of knives. What, what are you expecting? <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking there? Come on, Satan. Get it together. He's gone. Is this a trick? Uh, probably. <laughs> he lifts his hand. <gasps> God, the, the, and this guy is the leader of hell. You know, I mean, just because you're the boss doesn't mean you're... You know? I think that's sort of why I'm disappointed in this Satan, because he really is just you know, like a big, brawny, dumb guy. He doesn't seem that impressive to me. You don't think you don't think he's awesome? Like I love all this shape changer shit. I mean that's cool, but he, there's nothing really like slick about him. I think it's just put him in a drive. put him in a suit. <laughs> I, I I would say I, I've liked it, but I get where you're coming from. Like um, he's not definitely he doesn't come across as a character, does he? No, he he honestly just feels like another like Denzin of Hell that Spawn has been ripping through this whole time. Which is kind of why yeah. I like Flameface a lot more. Yeah, I will say that Hinch, hinch guy with the uh, Damonite look um, kind of just comes off as more of a character, doesn't he? Speaking of which, he finds a thing they didn't want them to find. It's the <laughs> one thing they didn't want to happen. You know, I just have to say, as someone who wasn't reading... I uh, have to say that that didn't, like, hit me with any kind of a dun-dun-dun. So maybe that's a nod for Spawn fans, yeah. which is fine. I, I don't know you know what the deal is. It, it, it's obviously Wanda's baby, but, um, like, I don't think it's Al's. So that's what I was suspecting, just based off closure, where she's like, it's not what you think. I was thinking, because the whole thing with poor fucking Al anyway, the, this much I know... Is that like, you know, he went to hell and Wanda moved on. Right. So I, I could kind of see him making this sacrifice for what's not his kid. Right. Which is heroic as shit. Yeah. Anyway, because I'd be like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I ain't raising no other man's baby. Keeping my sweet ass suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a heroic sort. Uh, I do like all these, like, Hydra-looking faces coming out of Satan here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All of, all of this. I'm just saying, like, just, I know that we've been saying a lot. Oh, the visuals, oh, the visuals. Oh, they're sweet. They're cool. Just put us on a, on a soundboard. <laughs> just, just push a button. The praise button. Push the praise button. No, no, I'm just, like, all the shape-shifting, it's, it's sweet. It's sweet-ass. I like... Just the visuals, you know, like the devil turning into all these like <laughs> different types of forms and stuff. I don't know. It's kick ass. And I like the idea that even though these demons and stuff are just getting their ass kicked like 
incredibly easy. Like decapitated by chain. Like what a lame way to go. You got to feel like, you know, how can you feel good about your life? Your afterlife. If that's how you went. Yeah. Spawn's chain killed me. But uh, nah, man, it's just it's good. It's a visual. Did feat. he just kill Satan? I mean, in a green blurch. That's that's the thing. Is so okay when and we'll just jump straight to the end because we kind of like pop the cherry on it anyway. When when the unborn baby, when the unborn child shows up, it, like and again, I don't know what the hell the baby was doing in hell. Who knows? I mean, whatever. It doesn't super matter why the baby was buried. I guess maybe in what we thought was a sex scene. They hid the baby shit. I don't know. I think she, having... I think she hid it when she was remember when she was running away oh, in the beginning. I think she gotcha. came to hell with it because they both died and she didn't mm-hmm. want the baby to suffer. So she hid the baby and became made herself the target. Bingo. Gotcha. Which Makes sense. doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's a explanation. Yeah, it works. Works for me. It's good enough. It's all I need. Um, when super, when super unibrow horn devil Satan shows up at the end and he like cuts, you know, spawn the deal I, again, this last page, I don't know what in the hell is going on. I have no idea. Like, uh, like, well, here's my theory. If you're ready for it, I'm ready. We were told that in order to leave hell, you have to make a sacrifice. Okay. Okay. And I think we're all assuming like Al's going to sacrifice himself to get Wanda out. Of course, now the baby's involved. So how do you get the baby and Wanda out? I th- and, and this is, of course, based on what we know from covers coming up is that he's losing his suit. So my uh-huh. assumption is he's going to sacrifice his suit to get them all out. Because mm. the suit is a symbiote and alive, so therefore it can be sacrificed. Well, you know, and he did say, give me the suit, and you, your child, and wife are free to go. Well, what I'm saying is he isn't going to give him the suit. He's going to destroy the suit. Oh, fuck. By sacrificing it to whatever force is required. Hmm. Because I, I, I think, I obviously, I don't think he wants Satan to have this thing. We know Spawn ends up in a regular suit, an old, an old symbiote. Like, he's in this super suit, this whole, like, three-issue arc. He ends up in a regular spawn suit. Right. So we know he loses a suit one way or the other. And it's not like we've seen Wanda and a baby on the covers. No, we of, haven't. Of all these issues. So we have to assume. I mean, I, I, know, I hate to be this way, but like when the whole forces of hell are after your wife and child, is there really any escape? Yes. You get are you really I'm saying like if he gets her out of hell, like what you gonna just live forever, Wanda? Probably. You gotta die sometime. Dart doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I'll be very interested. I will say I've loved the action he ride. I'm ready for story. I'm ready for story now. So we've seen Spawn just be an absolute like bazonkers badass. I'm ready for story. I'm a, I'm kind of good with what it is right now. I mean, you good with it, like action? I, I, I don't know. I you, I think you and Craig are a little harsh on like what story is being like presented here. Just because it's a sequence of action scenes doesn't mean there isn't any story progression happening. I think there's a lot going on here, that, especially that helps me as a new reader to acclimate to what Spawn is. Mm-hmm. And I think it does a pretty good job of it. All right. It isn't. It isn't 
the, the action isn't mindless. The action drives the narrative. It drives purpose to the characters. Okay. I think it does a good job of that. Well, I'm not against it. I think Craig was dissatisfied with the last issue. Not to... Uh, not 260, obviously, but 259. Like he was dissatisfied. I wasn't. I've now. I've not felt dissatisfied. I mean, what what there isn't. There aren't a lot of plot threads going on. I mean, yeah. Honestly, this isn't any less story driven than a typical issue of Savage Dragon, in my opinion. What Savage Dragon has more of right now is a lot of plot lines. Right. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying is that I'm I'm ready to let let's get some plot lines going. Like, I know that this is kind of wrapping up, like, business, kind of, to me. It's resetting, it's restarting a status quo. Bingo. Like, it's getting rid of, like, he's already said, like, there won't be Venom Mouth, and it does, I've not seen Sword One, and Gauntlet's gone, and Big Boot's gone. So clearly, like, he's getting it back to a more vulnerable spawn. And here's a spawn that can damn near kick the biggest badass in his book's world like he's just like clowning the shit out of the devil this whole like story arc yeah pretty much so it's like okay where do you go from there like you gotta tone it down so i don't know i i'm excited for this arc i I haven't had a bad time my god it's been a visual feast the whole time i don't feel a connection to wanda that's my fault as a new reader right so i guess if Wanda is gone, Wanda and like a super don't give a shit about this baby. Like, I just don't care. So it's like, I care about Al Simmons. So, and we obviously know spawn continues on in the book. So I guess I'm ready to see like what happens next. Yeah. Like post post Satan war. it's been amazing. I've loved all this action and shit, but I'm ready for the street level spawn stuff. I'm, I don't know. I kind of like the souped-up, super-powered spawn kicking everyone's ass. I'm actually afraid I may lose interest when he goes street level. Really? Yeah, I kind of like him like this. Really? I, I think, Interesting. Um, I don't know. It's hard to really explain. I just think that if he's like completely like stripped of all his power, it will be, I don't know, he'll have with less tools. I don't know. I don't know. A regular spawn suit is still real, real badass. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Regular spawn was still like a total ass kicker. I would say, geez, it's hard to put him in terms of like power because he can still do the chainy capy stuff. Right. That's that's I've seen. I think he's been doing that since the beginning. Fewer green blasts. Oh yeah, a whole lot. I don't know if Larson's gonna go your whole the route of whole your suits constantly losing power. So like that kind of wasn't. I didn't super love that. Yeah, because it kind of really limits your character to what he can do at any given time. Yeah. Oh, very, very. And much. then you well, like, inevitably have to solve the problem to to you know continue the book. That is kind of why I didn't like it, because it was kind of like he could only do so much of what made him interesting in the first place, like the green energy blast. And and when he runs out, he's probably just going to get more. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So I really hope it doesn't go that way. Because you're not going to significantly change your your, your, your title character. I will say that you will definitely see him be way less, like, Basically, if I had to guess, compare it, he's like Superman right now. Yeah. And you're going to see him come down to like, I don't know, Martian Manhunter level. Like, yeah. 
who's less powerful, like Shazam. Like, he's still, regular Spawn is still a fucking badass. He's just not kicking the devil's ass all over the place. Like, uh, yeah. that's just not the way it was. Like, regular lesser demons could give Spawn, like, a whole lot of trouble. I see. Well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm, I'm on board for now, so. <laughs> it's... I'm I'm down with it though. I'm still uh, buying Spawn and loving Spawn, and it will be I, nice to see him in different locales than Hell, uh, like Eric wants. Because I don't know, being in this one place this whole time, it all, all the caves and fire. I mean, that's cool, but not the whole time. I'm 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 okay. I think that's it too. It's like we've seen him kick a shit ton of ass in Hell. It's great. It's awesome. I think when Savage Dragon works best is when there's a lot going on. So I guess I'm real excited to see what happens when Spawn has a bunch going on. Like, almost every cover has had a new villain. Of these, like, you've got Ant, you've got that mummy with the mouth in his stomach. You've got, like, I mean, just like, I'm saying, like, there's all these new covers with, like, all this new... Looks like there's, like, almost a new villain, and, you know... I think Spawn's weakness is he doesn't have a super awesome rogues gallery. Yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't know. I mean, just what little ones. I mean, I'm going he's off got a clown like, and He's got clown and he's got redeemer, which is like kind of the anti Spawn. Like, oh, I'm good Spawn and you're evil Spawn. It's kind of a reverse like Spider Man Venom kind of a thing. Uh huh. And I mean, it's just that's not super awesome. I don't know. It never grabbed me as like super awesome. So and then there was Angel, or which was kind you of a mean, cool thing. Angela, or Angela, yeah, who is now a Marvel character who we'll never see. Which is boned up. That's like the worst shit ever because she's absolutely a McFarlane character. Like she's like from heaven and hunts spawns. It's like how is there a more? How is how is there an now? Even... She's a space character who does whatever Guardians of the Galaxy is doing this month. That's so dumb. That's the dumbest shit ever. That's, that's, that's so dumb. Whatever. I, I don't know. But now nah, I'm not down. But like, yeah, that's the thing is Angela was one of the coolest characters in Spawn's rogues gallery and she's gone. And like clown is cool, but like clown and Spawn kind of have like an understanding like clown even helped Spawn get to hell for the beginning of this whole Satan saga war thing. Like an uneasy alliance. Like, I don't know. I'm really eager to see some new villains get in there. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm still stoked. I'm still super down. I love that we're getting this. So I'll be, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how you feel when this whole, when the whole dust settles on this Satan saga wars and we get into the regular shit. All right. We've spent an awful lot of time talking about spawn. There were two issues we had to, but this is a beefy savage dragon issue. So it's good. (laughs) So yeah, Savage Dragon two twelve is the mm. second issue of a bold new uh, cop direction. <laughs> bold nude erection. Um, I got some things to say about this issue, but let's see what you got to say first. Well, I have to say, I was very happy with this issue. I was very happy with this issue, dude. Really. Yeah, I like this issue a lot. What it, what it, what really clicked with you in this one? Um, there was this whole weird, sketchy art style he's trying on for size. Like, it's just a little bit different than his normal thing. So it's kind of like, I don't know, I liked that. I always like when he fucks around with the art a bit. Really? I don't really see it. You don't? Not really. 
what exactly is drawing your eye? Well, um, I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know. It's like the whole, like, rendering the big, super thick, chunky lines. It's a little bit of that insider scoop that he posted. He was playing around with this uh, calligraphy pen. Okay. So, like, there's some really thick, chunky black lines in all throughout this issue. Like, go throughout this issue. Yeah, I kind of see at, it on, like, this this splash page with Malcolm. Like, his, his, his arm, definitely, you can sort of see really thick lines. Really thick. And later when he's, like, um, you know, all beat up, like, his face, like, just, like, degenerates into, like, his shoulder. The torn up sh- uh, shirt is just a bunch of, like, thick, black, choppy lines. Just the rendering on the demonoid woman. Like, I think they have a kick-ass look. Like, just... Like, I don't know, it's kind of like, it. it's not all killer. I mean, there's like, when you look at the, like, how the hospital bed looks under Maxine, like, that kind of looks a little bit not awesome. But then, like, there's that, like, super sketchy close-up of, like, Malcolm's face at the beginning of, like, the issue, just opposite of where he's yelling freeze. The one who he's like, you're safe now, ma'am. Like, I don't know. It's just really rendery and crosshatchy. So I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm seeing something that's not there so much. But it's good. The art was good. The action was good. Um, the whole plot progression, like about like Maxine. I don't know. It's like even just Maxine's little character moments of like refusing to have the baby until Malcolm's there. Right. It's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of one thing I liked about this issue is it had this juxtaposed uh, Malcolm's on the job, Maxine and Angel are like palling around, mm-hmm. dealing with their issues. Mm-hmm. And to their, uh, to their, to speak of something about their little, I mean, Malcolm beating up demonoids was cool just because like it was great action, but also, it, you know highlighted his problem of fucking up and like he killed the guy like he didn't mean to like what he sees the guy and doesn't the guy oh, look yeah. super flat <laughs> yeah it's a real problem yeah. for him his, man. his head's like all deflated <laughs> it looks like all 2d and stuff like it was run over by a car <laughs> doesn't it look like absurdly like like a t-shirt on the ground flat yeah malcolm <laughs> you really got to work on that it's a problem it's a huge problem so, like, uh, no, but, like, then you've got Malcolm, like, in this super serious, like, he kills the father of these kids, and he's, you know, fighting this woman, and their shit's all serious. Then you get, like, Angel and Maxine, and they're making these big cartoony faces with their big mouths and stuff. How could this happen with the giant mouth, you know? It's good. The Just, like you said, the difference between the juxtaposition between like the main plot and the B plot, like it was good stuff. And then the cliffhanger and all the backups. I don't know. It did it for me, man. This is the kind of issue of Savage Dragon. I like, like there's just a shit ton of stuff going on. There's an A plot, a B plot. There's like, you know, lots of backups, like shit tons of letters. Like, I don't know. This is good. It was a good issue for me. What, what are you feeling? You sound like you got a thought in your head brewing. Um, my only real thought is, um, why did Ant show up so early? <laughs> I, I was thinking the same. I thing. just it's, it's it's just weird how her design is so ant like. Considering Ant is going to be appearing officially soon, could be leading could be leading to something. I you don't know. very much doubt it. I'm pretty sure he just drew. You want to draw a naked devil lady? 
and her and her cannibal babies, which were awesome. The cannibal babies well, were fantastic. Well, not really cannibals if they're if they're not people. Well, yeah, they're eating humans, but still, they're like you know eating humans. Yeah, but just 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 to go back, just to, just to start from the beginning. Of course, we got the a plot of Mal- of uh, Angel and Maxine basically dealing with the whole plot of. That Angel's baby may still be alive? Yeah. Question mark? We don't know. Uh, of course, Maxine's also very pregnant and trying to make a decision on whether or not to have the baby early. Of course, she wants Malcolm to be around. And, of course, Malcolm's busy, you know, killing people. <laughs> right, right. Murderer. <laughs> um, I, I thought that getting to Malcolm, um, this 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 kind of getting going in on the job to, like, find missing people i think that's kind of the thing he should be doing more of um yeah like these people the whole premise is that these people have all been kidnapped and he's sort of the guy who goes in to you know investigate you know why like this mass number of kidnapping and of course something weird's going on there's a big hole mm-hmm. in the floor and in it is even the build-up yeah. like there's that big hole in the floor and people are getting dragged down in one by one and they don't know why. I was like, "Ooh, it's a good start. That's a good setup." Yeah, that all these tra- traumatized people. It's a good setup though. Um I will say I don't the 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 pay, the uh the splash of the uh demonoid guy coming out of the hole mm-hmm. looks a little wonky. It's that little leg. Is it the little leg? Look at the little leg. It just doesn't seem like he's like Climbing out of the hole or jumping out of the hole just kind of seems like he's he puts speed lights on because he looked a little weird. <laughs> well, he just sort of you know hopped up out of that hole and yeah, I'll give you that. Also, is it me or does he just look like dragon on the next page? Oh, with the like chin, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I can see that. I can see that. He's definitely got dragon's proportions. We, you know, this the this is one of those cardinal sins of comics where like a guy is like doing and saying multiple things all in the air. Yeah, like without. You'll die for that like, maggot. I'll kill you. He says, <laughs> leaping out of the hole. Remember, Malcolm also says, "Whoa, whoa, says, die, maggot, die!" All in the air, all in the air. But I'm okay with it. I can forgive it. The little leg. I think the little leg is what's wonky. Otherwise, I think it's fine. Like you can see the big, you can see what I say. Like the the big thick. Like this is okay. Like the art experiment that I'm talking about, you can see what I mean. Like in when he's knocking him down the pit, right? Like look at the black. Oh, okay. All around. Yeah, yeah. They are you quite. The, oh, yeah. They're. It's not really solid. It's he's making a lot of cross hatches. Yeah, just with big thick black. Big shadows. thick blobs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like our experiment. So for me, if it's a little wonky here and there, eh, whatever, you know, it's cool. As long as it's more win than loss, I'm down with it. Which, for me, there's more win than loss. Um, I like how Angel just kind of shouts, I had an abortion in the middle of a restaurant. (laughs) Cyanide capsules. We'll take those cyanide capsules to go, please. Fountainhead was stealing dragons, babies. You know, can I just say too? Oh yeah, that this confirms that they were um, dragon babies, and I love how they they are calling them dragon babies in the book now. Well, <laughs> I mean, can can I, can I just say too that like I feel like we are such dunderheads again? Uh, okay. Because 
after we did the fincast, I went back and reread the issue again. I always reread. I mean, Savage Dragon, I never read it once. Maybe that's why I just sort of blur through and sort of miss little details and stuff, because I'm going to reread it over and over. And I feel like it was incredibly obvious that those are Malcolm's kids with Tierra and Angel. Wait, what do you mean? Like, I feel like, you know, how you're like, oh, Dragon Babies, it was after Tierra's baby and yours. I, I feel like Maxine and Malcolm have that conversation in their apartment. Yeah. And I feel like that really drives it home. Like, there shouldn't be any question that those are those babies. Th- oh, those are you mean babies. Th- there's no question that those are Tierra and Angel's babies? Yeah. No, that's possible. No, I feel like the conversation that they we had never actually is, we never had resolution on that on the podcast that we, we never talked about that cover. Did we, did we talk? No, we talked about the, the uncolored version of the cover. Remember yeah. how the cover had all the babies coming down? I said, just wait till all those babies are colored in and you'll realize there are many colored babies. And sure enough, colored version comes out and there are many colored dragon babies. There are many colored dragon babies, but may I just add to that their conversation? Malcolm says he's like, like I said, you got to think of the conversation. Like, why are they even having this conversation? They're having the conversation, and he's like, I don't know why anybody would want to steal those babies anyway. They're just normal babies. And then the new pages that Eric added, Malcolm has a revelation where he's like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. He realizes that they're not normal babies. Obviously, they don't want to steal normal babies. They want dragon babies. Well, I feel, they want... I feel like this issue clearly tells us that Lorella got them back and they were just hers. I don't think it does. I don't think See, it does. But this villain called Fountainhead was stealing dragon babies, and Malcolm thought maybe he was after Tierra's and yours. Okay, he so was... Dragon thought that. Now let's see what the next page looks like. Uh... Is it true? Do you have my baby? Do you? I'm sorry, I don't quite understand what you're talking about. You are you are Dragon's adopted daughter. What foolishness, blah blah blah. I wasn't adopted, I just live with them. Oh no, we never I guess it never got they never got that far because the uh, Maxine's water broke. Yeah, they never cleared it up. It was never cleared up. So Malcolm so here's the thing, this is what I'm saying. This is what I believe the chain of events is. I believe that Fountainhead had the right babies. He had the chosen one babies. Okay. Because remember, they get thrown up there on the roof and they're not crying, right. which is weird. If they were normal babies to be thrown that high, they would be upset. Malcolm's like, they're not crying or anything, huh? And he's like, I wonder why they'd be after these babies. Fountainhead steals the babies. Malcolm doesn't realize that they're not special, gives them back to be taken to Lorella. Now the special two babies, Tierras and Angels, are mixed in with all of Lorella's babies. You don't think they're like tracked or like numbered somehow? No. Like, with little wrist they're bracelets. Babies. <laughs> no. Like what if okay, like I'm no. pretty sure Lorella would realize she has two more babies than what she planned for. She's probably smarter than that. Do you think? I feel like that's exactly what's happened. Well, that's certainly a possibility because it has not been denied yet. Feel I feel like that's exactly what happened because Fountainhead was after those babies, and like he said, Malcolm comes to the conclusion he's like, why would he want those babies anyway? They're just nor be like the stealing two normal human babies, and there you go. I feel like it's like he's after. I feel like he was after those because they were chosen one babies. 
And I feel like those chosen one babies got taken back to Lorella because Malcolm doesn't realize they're special. He's like, huh, hope they're not mine. Gives them back. They get taken to Lorella because where else would they go? Right. And then the next scene you see is Dart and I Malcolm. Just, I just don't have an, a logical explanation to how, how did Fountainhead find them? They're two different babies of two different mothers in two different places. And he happens to have them both at the same time. All right. I got a little bit of If they didn't on. both come from Lorella's, like, incubators. For one, all right, the one baby gets disposed of, cremated, but it's not the it's not the end of it. So they think it's dead. They dispose of the cremains, which, by the way, is the official terminology for cremated remains. Fascinating. Sweet portmanteau society. At any rate. The baby, which is viable at conception, crawls out of the cremains and is just a loose, feral baby, just like Tierra's baby. You got these two loose dragon babies crawling around. Chicago's a hellhole. People get their hands on them. It ends up into the criminal underworld. Boom. Fountainhead's got the babies. It's not even a huge stretch of the imagination. Mm, I see. So Fountainhead was just like the runner to collect them? Yeah. It's not like he found them himself. He He's just taking them was, to dark. Taking them to the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, remember, you, they thought, the abortion clinic thought they disposed of the baby. They didn't think, huh? Hey, so that's a pretty extreme regeneration if it came back from frickin' ash and bone fragments. But, dude, remember the, the brother, the one that got killed um, by Vanguard's aliens? He was plucked from severed remains. Like as like an egg, like oh, that's, I'm saying, yeah. like these oh, are viable. Yeah, okay. Viable conception means viable at conception. Like, and dragon, you've seen dragons survive crazy shit. Like chosen. I ones still think it's survive. pretty well developed for what should be like a mass of cells. I don't know. I don't know. I I definitely is a big mystery, and I'm kind of curious how Eric's going to explain it. Well. I think I think I want to say I just wanted to throw that in there on the fincast that like we were like, wow, that's really crazy. What a far out concept. And when I went back and read you know, it, almost I was, Dark Lord like s- s- snatched it because he knew teen, what was going on. Teenage Dark Lord still out there. Yeah. And shit, we don't know. There's the whole Covenant of the Sword type deal. Maybe where, he like, replaced it with another f- fake one because he's, <laughs> he's, he's known to do so. Anything could happen. He's been gone out of the book a while. I mean, it'd be a hell of a way for him to come back. Yeah, I want him to come back. Last time we saw him, we saw him flying away, and that's the last we ever saw him. I was, I, I just, was hoping he'd become like the main like villain of the book, especially with his ties to Malcolm. I just love that there's a Dark Lord in a hoodie. Yeah, well, if they're aging fast. He isn't going to be in that hoodie much longer, which is why I want him back before he grows out of hoodies. Wouldn't it be cool if he was just in a big-ass hoodie? A big hoodie with huge fucking shoulders. <laughs> just a giant fucking, like, a, just a giant What are you wearing? Like, I just kind of like how it looks. I just, it's comfortable, okay? Yeah, that armor wasn't quite doing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Look, my brains are exposed. It, it, it feels good in the rain. The hoodie keeps the rain off my brain in Spain. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm cool. 
I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring that up while we were talking about that. I was like, oh, by the way, I don't feel like that was a big, like, shocker like we thought it was. I think you were intended to read Malcolm and Maxine's conversation as, yeah, no, no shit, dum-dums. That's what's going on. I think it was supposed to be subtler than that. Go back and read it, dear listeners. You tell us. You tell us what you think. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, like, no, uh, Stefan put a link up where uh, Mike over at Frontline did a review, and he thinks it's crystal clear and obvious. There's a, there's a fellow that does YouTube reviews of uh, Savage Dragon on the regular, does a sweet job, longtime Savage Dragon fan. Much love to all Savage Dragon fans who get out there and spread the enthusiasm. He said he thought it was crystal clear that that was what was going on. Interesting. So I'm just saying after rereading it, I was like, wow, I feel like we had another fountainhead moment where we were like, uh, where we were having our minds blown by something that was kind of obvious. It's a lot to chew on. Chew on that. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> these hands, these babies seem to love. I love, I just want to say, I know that we were talking about like just sort of breezy, breezy over the Malcolm demonoid fight, but I like the idea that demonoids are not super affected by lightning and can puke fire and like can puke volcano and have like fire blasts. Like, I don't know. That's awesome. Like they're, they're apparently their hands can like scorch to the touch. Well, that makes sense. These are cool characters. I'm just saying when the demonoids first showed up, they just kind of struck me as like generic devil characters. Yeah. Well, I'm not These really are... sure what they're, are. they're from like the center of the earth. They're not, like supernatural they're just earth dwellers right that's how i took it they're not magical or anything they're not they're also not demons like they're just called demonoids because of their appearance but like and but it's cool too because you kind of get like this little peek into like who even knew they had any kind of like culture or like rules of society it's kind of weird that they're married considering they eat people yeah, that's it. Like I'm saying, it's cool. It's like you killed my husband. It's like they got married. There are rules in place. Like if you kill the husband and best the mother, then she's yours. Like now Malcolm has this demonoid that is like just like as far as her, she's concerned, according to her society's rules, she's Malcolm's now. Like, I don't know. It's a cool development for I just didn't think about the demonoids having any kind of anything, dude. It's a neat little thing. It's a neat little thing. That's all I'm saying. There's all that cute one gnawing on Malcolm's leg. <laughs> Don't you love the little hot stuff sort of a thing? Yeah. Going? You should become a recurring character. <laughs> Satan's the little helper. Actually, I like Mal- the- Malcolm should have like cut one of his own arms off to feed them. <laughs> does it? Just because you can regenerate doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's the thing is how are these kids going to eat? If they eat people. Only people. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny that they wouldn't even think to, like, you know, try human food. They just went straight to eating people. Yeah, what can you do? Like, I don't know what future do these poor bastards have. It's not like they can just, like, go get jobs. Put them back in the system. Yeah. And by the system, we mean a hole. Mm. A hole in the ground. <laughs> back in your hole. Extradite. Uh, yeah, extradition to hell. <laughs> sorry 
Nah, it's cool. I hope actually we see more of these characters. I'm interested to see what happens to Demonate, Demonoid Milf. That's my official name for her, Jim. Demonoid Milf. Yes. <laughs> I'm never going to get mad when there's a naked lady running around the book. Never going to get angry. So, what do you think Malcolm's next words are going to be next issue? Oh, dude. I I got to know. Who who knew there was going to be a damn cliffhanger? I just thought it's, not, it's just have... an asshole cliffhanger too. <laughs> you, you th- I mean that's the thing is like I I got to be honest, I thought the damn baby was going to be like born. I thought we were going to like flip the page and yeah. there would be the damn baby. I I didn't think it was going to be cuz remember Angel's like is that and Malcolm's like, oh my god. And it's like, what the fuck could it be? What do you what do you think his next words are? Oh my god. I hate to say this. I it breaks my heart to shreds to think it, but I'm gonna give it voice. I feel like slutty little Hellcat Maxine could have possibly had another person's baby. That's a possibility. That that would break my heart to pieces. I would be so crushed. See, my prediction is, oh my god, she's beautiful. Oh. It's a girl. If it is a girl, that would be awesome. If the next generation of Savage Dragon is like helmed by like a female chosen one, because aren't they all males? Yeah, like t- historically they're all males. I don't think that. Yeah, so it would be. I, I would be nice if there was like a twist on that because of reasons. That would be awesome. That would be awesome as shit. Because they don't know the gender, do they? I don't know if they. I doubt it. I was probably well. See, that's the tricky part because Lorella has probably been monitoring this this whole time. So, wouldn't she know the gender by now? Oh, wouldn't they just assume? Or, it was maybe, a dude? or maybe she would just assume it's male because she's you know she's Acrillian. She's Acrillian. They they're just... always male. If it was a girl, that would be that would blow my mind as well. Whoa! Good twist, Jim. Yeah. Good twist. But yours. Oh my God! It's white. Oh my God, dude! Listen, if that happens, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna like if it belongs to the like the really nice Asian cop. Damn it, PJ! <laughs> oh, PJ! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about Asian cop. Shit, could be. I got... she, she she had the date. Remember, she was. But I mean, I know nine months. Yeah. I know the window for it is small. There were never any dudes in I the mix. I just feel like at this point they would know it's superhuman because of all the shit Lorella's been doing. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. she's just overassumed, but I, I don't know. I just think that'd be something you could monitor. How strong you got, it's getting. You got Doctor Doom. You got Doctor Doom in the heezy. You know he's not ready for this. <laughs> Doctor Doom. Doctor, is that his name? Yeah, his name's Dr. Doom. Dr. Harold Doom. That's hilarious. He's I the Harold. that fact. He is the Herald of Doom. I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's great, my man. It's great. I'm super jazzed. Dr. Doom delivered Malcolm and Maxine's baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it is funny. You're right. I just, you know, it's cool because... You never know what the hell direction you could go because if this baby winds up being, it could even be a normal baby, yeah. like for whatever reason, yeah, it could be that'd like be a hilarious normal. too if it was a girl, but it was a human girl. 
Yeah, if it was just a human. Like, it could be something crazy. You have no idea. Like, it could just be a normal human, and it could still be their baby. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, Maxine and Malcolm's baby, but it's normal. It could be... And maybe that like, what spurs, like, whatever drama gets between them. Like, when uh, like when Rapture got pregnant and Dragon didn't believe he could make her pregnant. Like, I mean, Now yeah. they've got an Asian baby. What does it mean? I mean, that's the thing is we've got all these assumptions that we're running on. But in reality, if you want a Savage Dragon male character in the book, you've already got two floating around three. I mean, you got Barry, you got, you know, the Battle Dragon, you got uh, Malcolm and you, you know Angel and Tierra's babies. Like, so there's three dudes, three dude chosen ones running around. So no, Barry's not chosen. Oh, Barry's normal. Oh, but he's still got battle axe strength. Well, that's true. But yeah, the, um, no regeneration. Yeah, Dark Dragon was negated at the time of conception. Okay, but like I'm just saying, you got tons of like dude finheads running around. For this to be a like a girl or a normal person or like I don't know, man. There's a million things we got. All oh these my god, it's Ginger. <laughs> the fact that it would have hair. What if it just had hair on the side of a fin? Like just like a fro split by by like a fin. I dig it. <laughs> no, it's it, whatever it is. It shocks Angel. It shocks Malcolm. I'm I'm interested. I'm completely. I'm 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 stoked. I can't wait to see. Damn this cliffhanger! Damn it to hell! It's Overlord. So you're 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 putting your bet on girl. My bet is girl. Girl chosen one or girl human or girl chosen one. I'm I'm gonna go with my first instinct. Like I said, it'll break my heart to shreds, but I'm gonna say bastard. <laughs> Someone else's. Oh my god. So Hitler. What was it? Hitler's, like Adolf. Hitler's <laughs> brain. Adolf. <laughs> Hitler's brain. <laughs> Just me. That's where he's been hiding this whole time. It's glum. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. (laughs) Solid. I I give that, I give the main story, even if you didn't have the sweet letters column, even if you didn't have the funnies and the hack O'Hara and the Stardust Super Wizard backup, I give the main story four and a half out of five. I'll give it. It's pretty good. I thought it, it, I, I think it juggled his plot lines without getting bogged down. Action, yeah. action ran through the whole book. I think it's pretty good. Pretty good Savage Dragon comic. All things good. Considered. Savage Dragon. I'm super, super stoked. Super jazzed. So what do you think of Hack O'Hara? You know, let's get to Hack in a minute because of his uh, Fincast relevance. <laughs> I do want you to talk about that because that's awesome. Let's let's give the funnies some love real quick. Okay. I just want to say our pal much, Thunderhead. Much love. Much love to Simon and our pal Thunderhead. Too bad they couldn't I I, I too bad they couldn't have got in that, that Asian girl from the wedding. You know, I mean that's all he's gotta do. She didn't care if he had ears, she they were cutting a rug. <laughs> I wonder how I wonder if Simon's gonna give us more Thunderhead. I feel like this book needs more Thunderhead anyway. It's, yeah. I, lo- I love Thunderhead. So more Thunderhead. Any Thunderhead you can get, if even if like a strip of just Kevin dating, bring it. 
bring it. So it does suggest there may be more our R pal Thunderhead strips in the future since it has its own title. I hope so. Um, heck if I know comics. Oh my God. That was funny. Dude. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. That was good. My hat's off to you, Charlie. My hat's off. To you. And Gosh is Dead is good. I, I, I have to say, Gosh is Dead is uh, some beautiful little art. Beautiful little art on that strip. I thought the, the, the gag in Gosh is Dead was a little bit easy. Yeah. You don't like that? It's just, you know, generic bonehead TV exec. So we shoot some. I guess I, I, that's a punchline. <laughs> Well, I'm okay with it. I crown Heck If I Know Comics the winner. Yeah, that was a good one. They were all I'm sure, good. I'm sure Craig didn't like it. <laughs> Why not? He, he doesn't, he, not to speak for him or all, but it's one of those ones with like the weird, like, um, um, how do I even explain it? One of the, like, he, he see, he doesn't like those, the, the one from last time with the, with the superheroes. Oh, Oh, Manchester's best orphan. What am I talking? Yeah, Manchester's best. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> hold on. I just realized I have all the other comics. I can just go back and check. If only there was a way for me to verify. Oh, but of course it's not in this issue because that was last issue. Okay, uh, Truth Serum by John Adams. Okay, it was the one where uh hey guy how's the new year been treating you starting off strong they're like talking about girl problems Mm-hmm. oh it doesn't matter point is it was like super dry oh yeah yeah i still like it though i like grandma's face and the way she's interacting with a child it's it's funny to me i'm cool we'll have to ask craig when you come back we'll have to hack o'hara has savage fin cast relevance yeah, funny story. I just realized this. Remember way back in 2011 when I decided to bring together all of these clowns to to talk about <laughs> Savage Dragon? Well, one of the very first comics we happened to read about was Crack <laughs> Comics that this Hack O'Hara strip is from. So if you go all the way back to our horribly, horribly recorded episode zero, you can hear all of my comments about Hack O'Hara. <laughs> which it, I have dude. no memory of because it was fucking five years ago. I know, dude. That's the thing is, like, when you said that we had, he's like, Hack O'Hara, we've seen this before, haven't we? And I was like, what? It was, like, you, yeah, you haven't. You blew my mind. Well, I, I mean, like, you okay. have. I'm sure you read Crack Comics. Did. Yeah. But I forgot. I just forgot this. Yeah. Like, I forgot it completely. So, yeah. So, uh, Jim, I, I, I dare you. How consistent are you? We're going we're gonna to see if you're a political, if you're a flip-flopper. Huh. Are you a flip-flop? How consistent is Jim Purcell on his opinions and his stances? Oh, geez, I don't even know where to begin. We want to know. I mean, I, I like what Eric did here with the uh, trying to it, replicate the old comic style with the out-of-alignment printing and that shit, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the flat coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I believe I, the story itself is... Hack O'Hara is a good name, and mm-hmm. I like taxi driver characters, but generally I prefer them in space. Okay. <laughs> sure. You know, space cabbie. Space cabbie, right. Um, I don't know. This, this As a, like, brief, like, short story with kind of a punch-out um, comedic ending, 
it's uh-huh. fine. Yeah. I, I mean, right. it looks great, of course, and the the monster's kind of generic and for for Eric and Hack O'Hara himself doesn't really have anything to. He isn't anything special. He's just a cab driver. That's what's so funny yeah. to me is it's like really I guess, like I can't wait for him to turn into something. Yeah, that's like the joke. He's not anything. He's just a cab driver, and it just so happens that whatever this day was affects the future in a way that it affects him now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and the, the guy that saves him like does, oh, I came back from time, Space Legion, oh, eternal gratitude. It's like, what about my cab? Sorry, pal. <laughs> it's like, there's only so much I could do. I was like, yeah, of course. No, it's good. It's good. I, I, I dare, I dare you listeners, go back. Go back. Go back in time. Five years. Back. Back to when we, our recordings sounded like we were in a fishbowl. You guys started in a fishbowl, didn't you? Wasn't that Nick Justice was there? He knows. Yes. <laughs> he was a, wasn't that Nick's fishbowl, I think it was? Wasn't the name of that brothel he ran? I recorded, I I recorded with like a chess clip-on mic that came with my computer. That thing was... Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It was the worst. <laughs> Oh my god! Now and I, re- like, and I recorded an MP3 instead of uncompressed wave. That didn't help. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the sins of youth! I should need to go back and listen to that just to just to see. All right, I, I think it's funny. It, it was this that was FinCast Zero, wasn't it? Yeah, that was our test episode. When we weren't really sure a single comic book could sustain a podcast for any amount of time. I remember that was the question everybody asked is, can you really do a podcast on one comic? Apparently, yes. On this one, you can, motherfuckers. It helps when there's a lot of history. Yeah, yeah. And and passion. I think blind passion. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta have that kind of excitement, that enthusiasm that makes you read an issue so fast you don't even know what you read. Did he have water for his eyes? Did he have laser for eyes? I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. So uh, there's also the Stardust pinup, which I believe was like the backing to like an action figure. It was. There was like an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter, some kind of crowdfunder. And uh, in the bizarrest of all twists in the world, even though Daredevil was part of this line, Eric wasn't asked to draw Daredevil. He drew Stardust the Super Wizard. So Okay, Stardust the Super Wizard's way cooler. He is cooler as a character. Mostly because he's absolutely insane. I love it. I actually, since we did, I think, maybe, did we ever talk about Stardust? I can't remember... If there was a Stardust comic in Crack Comics. I I went back. I, somebody gifted me that uh, like 100 Forgotten Heroes book or something that somebody did. Yeah. And I had a section on Stardust. And Stardust is, in fact, completely amazing. And he was created by the same guy who created Wonder Woman, right? Uh, that jungle, Phantoma. Oh, Phantoma. Right. But yeah. Phantom is fucking weird, too. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like this guy, that's the thing is this guy was like. 
I don't know. He never went anywhere with these characters. Like they were all like flash in the pan, like two, three, five issue, like small runs. The Fletcher Hawk or Fletcher Fletcher. Yeah. Fletcher, whatever his last name was. You are correct. But like, the thing is, is that like these characters are amazing. Like, it, like basically like you want to, Oh, Superman's overpowered. Fucking Stardust the Super Wizard, he just like plucks a guy from reality and throws him into like frozen time prison yeah. in a crystal. And it was like the most, he's like, suffer forever in frozen time prison. And like, wow, what a punishment, Stardust. You don't fuck around. Uh, he could give Supreme a run for his money. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. It's good. I, I don't know. And he's public cool. domain. His public domain, which and actually was funny, is um, I don't know if running this as a pinup was just to kill space or whatever, but technically Stardust could show up in the damn book. I think he didn't. He he was I'm like vaguely was, thinking he was one of the background characters for Solar Man. He was right from all those characters, like the dude with the skull and bones, Daredevil. They're all those same characters, and again, in continuity, they're in Chicago, and they're immortal. So technically, well, I think like, I think most of them went to join SOS because all the superheroes left Chicago because reasons. Oh, right, right. Damn, I forgot about the SOS. Yeah, there's like no superheroes in Chicago right now except for Dragon and Angel. OK, and Mighty Man, technically. So Stardust is saving the world with the SOS. Yeah, I'd yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, I would rate that. I, I'd love to see Super Patriot deal with this guy who like buries people at the center of the moon or. <laughs> takes them back in time. Takes them back in time to kill their own grandfather or some bullshit. Turns their skeleton into a song. That's it. Yes, that <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Stardust was completely bonkers. So was that uh, Jungle Woman character. She was bonkers too. Just bonkers as shit. But I mean, that's why they were cool. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it'd be cool. I would like to see Stardust show up in the book. I don't know if there's anything behind this other than he just wanted to showcase the art. Yeah. I'm pretty sure but, he just needed to fill a page with a, in a he had a pinup laying around. But I'm cool with it. Let him let Stardust join the cast. Put him in there. Put him Daredevil's in there. Put him in there. Why not? So I don't know. All in all, Savage Dragon 212 was fucking fantastic. Pretty good issue. I agree. I that was fantastic. It was good stuff. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this super beefy fin cast. And uh, shall we take a peek? Yeah, let's take a peek at Savage Dragon 213. Into the future. Savage Dragon 213. Malcolm Dragon's wife gives birth, and Savage Dragon becomes a grandfather as this multi generational superhero book set in real time takes its next big step. Eric Larson brings it. Well, it's technically Dragon's already a grandfather like twice, and he's got an alternate reality. No, I guess that would be his son. So, no, I guess Barry's not his grandson. No, just he's like a bizarre bastard son. Yeah, bizarre bastard Malcolm. Bizarro Malcolm. Um, No, it's it's awesome. I'm cool. And this this text kind of indicates that Dragon's going to get to be around the baby, be in the book at least about the baby. Maybe he'll get to like, probably not release to see it, but maybe they'll be able to bring the baby to jail or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good first impression. Well, <laughs> I think it's more interesting. It says Dra- Savage Dragon. Wait, and Savage Dragon becomes a grandfather. So it does suggest that it is Malcolm's kid. 
suggests that it's Malcolm's. But as kid. we always know, solicitation copy isn't always accurate. So it's incredibly inaccurate. The last, the last book said Malcolm faces his greatest threat yet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that guy whose head he made look like a T-shirt on the pavement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> greatest threat yet. Eric Larson brings it. I, I, so. he, was, he was being metaphorical. Clearly, he means fatherhood. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> the threat of maturity. No, nah, I don't know. And uh, <laughs> so I'm stoked. I can't wait. All right, um, move aside there, Raven. Spawn time. Spawn 262. <gasps> Al tries to save Wanda as Lucifer brings down all his might on him. But Wanda knows there is no choice to be made. Will Al save her in time or will she have to sacrifice herself to save life of another? Find out. Tune in next time to the thrilling adventures of Spawn Man in Hell. Part four. Eric Lawson brings it. And also that McFarlane guy. McFarlane also brings it. They bring it together. No, it's good. I'm excited. You did you did good. You did good with that. Spawn 262. I, I'm excited for the end of the... Um, we talked about it, but just to say, Satan Saga Wars has been very satisfying, and I can't wait. That one hits real soon, too, April 2nd. Yep. So. I mean, it's been, I think it's been out for two weeks, so yeah, and it comes out pretty much like clockwork. Oh, yeah. Unlike certain other books we can talk about. <laughs> I do think Savage Dragon's been doing good this year, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty well. It's one a month, right? I think it's been on point. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's good. It's good stuff. And uh, uh, that's basically that. I mean, this was a hell of a thing. We just wanted – I guess Jim did tell me to say one last thing. Um, regarding to Savage Finisodes, we are not intending that to be a replacement for anything. No, this is, a, this is an additional thing on top of everything else. And did we even talk about the Finisodes? We didn't. We forgot. So Raven has We've... taken the initiative to create some more finisodes. If you can recall, I did a, a, a test finisode a while back with a, another friend of mine to get him on board the free comic book day issue and to see what his thoughts were. Raven has gone one further and did a few like miniature reviews, one for Spawn 260 and for Savage Dragon 212, just as you know his opinions. They're absolutely not an intent to uh, replace anything. They are purely supplemental. They will not always be reviews. They will not always be me, hopefully. I'm trying to get Jim, Craig, and uh, you know Nick dragged in. It's a way for us to expand things a little bit. Yeah, I kind of uh, like what you did. I may try and replicate that sort of thing. I think that worked. Please well. do. Even if you go over the same issue, it's your Jim take on it. I want, I want it. I mean, I would like to hear it. So we will try to bust those out, and uh, we'll host them on, of course, the usual places, um, savagefincast.com. My apologies if that's down when you go to check it, uh, because I am fighting to get it to work. So if it is down, uh, please use uh, fincast.guttertrash.net. Alternatively, you can go to dragonfan.net and click on the Savage Fincast link. And we will also be hosting them at the YouTube channel. That's another way to not miss them. Basically, we're going to try to crank out the little finisodes. They will have less of a format like the fin proper fincasts are. But we're not going to stop doing these uh, huge epic fincasts because we like to do them. But the finisodes, we just wanted to do something short and quick to give you guys more. Basically. 
And I do appreciate the extra work you've been doing on that. It definitely uh, spruces up the place. Definitely fills the time between episodes. It's all good. And I will hope I hope that we can get some more from you. Bring your friend in. Ask him what he thinks of Spawn. I actually really should bring him back in because he's now he's been reading for like a year and he's really into it. I would love to hear a follow-up. I would love to hear his impressions on Spawn. Do it, dude. That would be a fantastic finisode. Do it. Do it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep, and we do appreciate it. And as Raven said, you can contact us, contact us at savagefincast at gmail.com anytime uh, with any uh, any um, comments, suggestions, and, of course, your interesting conversation questions. I have been Jim Purcell. I'm Raven Prince. And this has been the Savage Fincast. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, everyone.